Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the penultimate episode of season one of Vikings Valhalla. This episode choices was written by Declan Krogan and directed by David Frazé. I gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10. We're definitely revving up the political drama. We definitely had uh, some shift of allegiance, policy, so on and so forth. And we are totally gearing up for a completely action-packed, I believe, uh, finale in episode 8. So before we do jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, do me a favor, go to the rating section, drop a few stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And you can send feedback for Vikings and any other show that we do at blackoutcouch.gmail.com so we're going to split this up of course between england and cadigat i think we're going to go to cadigat first because i feel as if that was pretty straightforward uh, from what we already surmised was going to go on with olaf determining that he's going to be the king of norway and has now decided to turn to kore and his amassed uh garrison of men that he has managed to get uh to to take down Cadigat, even though it's a very distrustful alliance uh that alliance is um solidified through a meet off of the banks where Corey's camp is heading despite him announcing that he's coming for Cadigat, he very much has uh lost his mind and his zealot Ness, uh, zealotry is that the right word uh, he definitely when he starts talking seems like someone who's on the edge and even Olaf acknowledges like yeah they're useful but it's not people I really would be fucking with especially when he says God has ordered me to burn down Kattegat and kill Freydis because I'm the person with the sword and the cross or whatever he thinks has been come to pass and he also believes that he has captured the seer and is keeping him in a cage and continues to have on again and off again conversations with in front of guests you fucking crazy man you sound insane do you realize that you should be medicated we have Cadigat in Cadigat one uh harold has declared his love for freydis and tells her look you're the kind of woman i would give up everything for including my destiny which is to be king of norway i just want to be king of your heart and later on in the episode she does say you know it is very difficult to love you (laughs) because you prefer uh you know to to rely on your own strength and so on and so forth versus rely on the the fever of the gods or the decisions of the gods and it is kind of a back and forth but i prefer the fact that i'm glad i was completely wrong that they weren't going to use this as something to tear them apart as much as something that would um be able to survive that love still happens despite their differences and i think that's something that he mentions 
like why are we all focusing on our differences instead of the things that we do have in common and that's what he wanted for norway when he took over is to make it a place just like Cadigate, where all religions can be tolerated it's about trade it's about commerce these are very uh <laughs> enlightened ideas that don't work for and but and have been in place in different uh times in society where those leaders have gone forth that are a lot more tolerant and then you have leaders that are intolerant and want to spread and it's not just you know paganism versus um versus christianity it's christianity what y'all broke it up into uh protestantism catholic uh i mean that shit's still going on in ireland for the longest so i mean these are divides that have continued you know you have muslims and then you have them that split into buddhism or that's not actually the right one but you have confucianism and then you have all those i everywhere everywhere there's a split or a divide on how we decide to interpret words from basically ourselves <laughs> or our beliefs whatever you want to put it out there uh, our culture identity so on and so forth it's always about the divide and it's never about the things that actually we have more in common than we do that is our divisions and yet we live by them so very strongly so i like that conversation that they were having and that they continue into the show of showing like yeah there is a possibility of it is possible to coexist in the same different thought processes because there is a supposed to be a love between people maybe that's the quote-unquote wokeness we're talking about but that's not quote-unquote wokeness that's fucking common sense uh <laughs> it's philosophy it's not something that's just woke itself up and reared its ugly head as idealisms the ideas have always been there it's just whether or not you're at that point to to emotionally uh, maturely understand interpret and define yourself by said philosophy so um i like that conversation they had then uh he sends all of the priests of Uppsala Kore did in a boat with the baby that poor baby thank god he has no memories <laughs> of the tortured life that he and I don't think it's okay to be baptizing babies in blood where was that that feels more pagan than it does even Christian because I don't think yeah if you were put a put a, a bloody cross on a baby in christendom at this time you would probably be out out uh cast and that's the sad part it's like this religion's being utilized for whatever is uh necessary to utilize it for and other people you see olaf being like yeah this guy's fucking crazy but he worships my god and i need you to help me do so on and so forth and he makes that deal with him even though in making the deal i'm pretty sure he's gonna fuck himself over which is as it should be <laughs> because when you lie down with dogs you're gonna wake up with fleas and i have a feeling he is gonna go so off script he is determined to kill freitas because he was told he's not the one 
want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I like the way y'all Hoken Haken was dressed this episode. She looks uh very Viking. This is the most Viking I've seen her since the first episode. Uh, with her hair pulled back like that she's definitely in military mode i like that she thanked harold for being there like prince harold thank you for coming to our aid but you know this is against your brother he's like fuck my brother <laughs> he made his choice i'm not about destroying Cadigat or attacking you like that's never it was on my radar and the only reason why they're doing this is because they're trying to eradicate paganism from our religion which is bullshit because that's not what i stand for and it's the same thing with others i mean that's also been a huge colonial thing because look the romans we don't have anything carthinian carthaginic carthaginian there we go we don't have any of that from that culture because the romans not only not only destroyed all of their culture they hijacked the parts that they liked very typical very typical behavior (laughs) and now we celebrate the romans for all the things that they did but we don't actually know that they probably copied off of some uh, society that was doing better than them and thus (laughs) when people try to get all up in arms about the his i'm like you stop just stop we don't come from all great stock that's just whatever you want to tell yourself (laughs) your ancestors might have been the peasants on the farm being killed every fucking century while the one percenters were running around doing shit with power because that's exactly what was in control back then it was not the people we wasn't even had these motherfucking vikings uh (laughs) it's the people who were in power that were smart enough most people were just unfucking educated didn't know how to read didn't know how to write um i will say i was the only slightly thing that bothered me because uh uh what's her name y'all haken sends sends freitas and the rest of them to go to Uppsala. i don't know why we needed to see it because it kind of seemed to have told a story itself but sure need to stretch out the episode so they all go up to Uppsala. But the entire time, it's Freitas who is giving orders. And I know that she is a lead actress. <laughs> but it was the one, t- and I love me some Freitas. Every time I see that tall Viking warrior woman, I love her to death. Uh, but I thought that was out of character because she has a second in command. We saw who her second in command is give characters consistency that's all i mean and because it's a black character i felt like that did the switch and i i would have said it if it was like white character too doesn't matter to me you are not the second you you just got your freaking uh shield ma'am you don't get to be the one that's going around giving people orders at that point especially when they were in a position of power over you so her being like go back to Cadigan and da 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 no if that woman wanted to go out and find them whatever yes harold was correct they have more forces than the 15 people we got and they're berserkers yes it's a smart move to discuss it but to to have you being the person that's ordering people about i love the the feminist side of that but also it's inconsistent to the 
to the story that was already being put in place that's all um but yeah they get there i liked her emotional reaction to it because everyone else both her brother Leif and harold are like yeah we've never been here we don't give a fuck but it seems really cruel but harold understands what it's about he's like yeah this isn't about hatred this is an eradication of our culture from someone else that just thinks that if we just get rid of paganism then you know they think they're hearing god that's just their own voices in their head telling them to do evil shit but they want to attest it to the voice of god uh i could go on and on and on about that but i'm not going to uh she and harold are gonna stay and bury the dead while leif and Liv go out to track down where Kare's group has gone and then the rest go back to Kattegat. I really liked the conversation between Liv and Leif. He does seem so very young. I think I mentioned that in the last episode when he did that little kiss. It was like the first kiss he ever, you know, gave. I don't, and the fact that their relationship hasn't even really turned sexual, it feels as if he is in a different um emotional level than his sister like she's there very much the dominant and he is kind of like yeah i don't really you know i have this darkness in me like my father do you know much about him yeah the eric of red yes he did murder a lot of people he has a temper he has a major temper (laughs) it's probably that red hair but he's uh, also an ambitious man and has uh, made a name for himself by finding Iceland. And she says, my family followed him because of his courage. And he says, yeah, I watched my father beat someone in front of me because he lost his shit. It's fear that keeps people in line, not respect. And that's something that he doesn't want as his own legacy with war coming because she's like you should be excited about that your name's gonna be out there he's like i don't know what kind of person i would become and i'm afraid of becoming my father and she says you know i've never seen this other side of you and he's like because when i'm with you i don't have that that darkness is calmed which tells me something's gonna happen to live i'm just putting that out there right now she ain't had too many close calls <laughs> uh and i think that that live definitely is going to cause his inner berserker because they said berserkers are very rare in the culture but they're people who just basically love the fight they love uh like uh if you watch the original one one would consider roloff a berserker because he got out there he's like i to fall now i mean he's he fucking goes ham okay when he's in the battle he's in blood mode one could argue that even ragnar had some berserker like but i don't think he's the same nope because he was rational in the battle versus people that just be going in uh so i think something's gonna happen to live that's basically (laughs) it's where that conversation led me but i thought it was a nice conversation it was sweet and everything about them is sweet it feels like a like a 16 year old just now finding love for the first time (laughs) uh juxtaposed uh against the other love relationships there's a lot of love mentioned in this episode fall in love very quickly 
with these vikings but i guess you don't need a whole bunch that's the thing right in our society it's like you need to go on 15 dates and you need to live with you <laughs> like you can't say the l word unless it's been like five months we put all these damn things out there and i bet you it was like this back in the days like i meet someone they make me feel good i like being around them let's build a life together it's not this whole we got this all this time to pace out our lives and figure it out it's like no there is uh some some simplistic things that are missed within a society because you you know you live into your fucking 30 <laughs> that's what it is when you're living till you're 30 and you, that today is really truly not promised versus most people live in this world where yeah tomorrow's promised we're gonna we're all we're planning our future out 70 years in advance and so on and so forth it's like yeah when you really live in a world where shit people pop or dying around you all over the place you ain't got time for that bullshit so they go back to Kattegat and begin to fortify it for attack. Uh, there is a consideration of both Freitas and Harold just taking the fight to them and not letting them come to Kattegat. But Leif, another person all of a sudden just in charge, is like, no, we can't afford to lose both of you. But I think he really worries about <laughs> the other two. It's like, no we need to like actually defend this place this is where he wants to build a home wants to build a family and he knows his other two folks will just go out there and just go fucking crazy but he doesn't want to lose any of them so he decides to uh he decides to they decide to stay back until the end when harold decides that he's gonna go roll out and join his brother probably to try to trick him because we know we've seen already that he will do anything for freitas that's where his heart is he also loves leif that is now his new brother so there's not much he's gonna he's like look leif has been more of a brother to me than olaf ever has been <laughs> and olaf and and leif hasn't lied to me so there is that uh what else in in Kattegat to mention uh yeah the meetup his god says to destroy all pagans uh yeah so i think it's a good place to go to england where things are really ramping up <laughs> uh so as i kind of expected uh i don't even know if i mentioned it last episode because it was it was in the back of my mind when he said bring the priest i was like uh, why bring a priest <laughs> i'm like there's only a marriage or exorcism going on and since she's alive i figured it was marriage so yes uh before canute left to bring norway to heal from the vins he married emma which is something that makes Edmund not so happy because he understands the repercussions of that. Now all of the future kings of England would be Viking if, say, the uh, other king dies. Now, Canute could have done this to begin with, but he saw some value and I think a little empathy for Edmund. Uh, and I am surprised that Emma was so very close to Edmund as if, you know... 
he ever listened to but i guess she she sees him as a kid right and that's one thing i could see in this episode uh he did back off from i know i kept comparing him to, to joffrey he's no joffrey uh, i completely agree with you mimi on that he is just a spoiled child and he doesn't know how to read the room or understand that his power uh, he thinks that just because someone's close to him that they may not have their own ambitions their own desires so on and so forth there was a moment in which i even applauded him in this episode where he was trying and he could have but it would have just it was it's almost like fighting against something just because not because you really have a good reason to fight against it right um and i think that's what uh godwin saw in edmund right it's like look i respect i you're the sire i respect you but you're you're trying to just like aren't you tired of this didn't you see what happened do you just want to continue the circle once again because that's all that's gonna do is this continuous circle of what if and then they're gonna come back and maybe just maybe (laughs) there's something to this new world order being brought in that's beneficial you're you're in the past when maybe just maybe there could be a future and that's where edmund was bothered with the most and yeah some of the other lords but that's because they're being asked by their king who it seems in this moment has an opportunity but i would think after they all met fort beard i would have said nah bruh nah but what are you gonna say when your king is right in front of you just like the last earl of wessex it's like oh oh, yeah i might say all this disrespectful stuff but i'm not refusing a king's order until i see that the tide has turned (laughs) and the king needs me and i'm in a position to say uh what i want to do and what i really want to feel with the vikings because i figure i can do better under them so there's this idea that everyone isn't so against the vikings based on principle especially if they're coming baptized in the name of the lord they're all god that was the biggest thing before is they're pagan now that they're all christian it's like well uh and i think that's what we're gonna see moving forward most likely in the second season a lot more of what how the nobles are going to react and how they start to maneuver themselves against this new world order so yeah he takes the information about emma like that's not good (laughs) he hears that from godwin that canute is away he even pointed out like you know under canute it wasn't so bad but it like five seconds later king suin forkbeard arrives to rule in place of his son he has brought his granddaughter githa with him she is emma's lady in waiting i definitely saw a look between her and godwin so something tells me those two are going to be getting it on in the future but in the great hall as all of the earls who have already bowed to the king are addressing Forkbeard. he goes up to him and you know the one the earl of at wessex earldom of wessex he comes up and he says look uh there was this tax that i was exempt from pain because we you know did a service to the last king and i will say Forkbeard doesn't come off as irrational he's just more like okay so why were you exempt from this tax oh we saved the king's life 
and who were you fighting against like did you forget what the dangeld did and even uh edmund gets a little shitty because oh yeah that's before the meeting where he came into the room and Forkbeard was there and he introduced himself because he's like who are you and he sat right in the king's seat like don't think that you're not going to have a parent here babying you because you're a child and the fact that we we see some value in you that we think we can actually utilize is in your favor otherwise you would be dead and he tells them as much like i'm not a patient person like my son he is uh he sees something of value in you you need to tell me and no godwin stop speaking for this boy he needs to speak for himself he says i have a delicate touch with the thing and he's like that's good because otherwise i don't see any reason why you're breathing because all you are is a thorn to my possible side in the future and the fact that edmund was told this several times and he just could not resist for five seconds trying to well i guess he felt though just to be playing devil's advocate if i don't do it now it's just never i'm going to continue to lose whatever power i have and become a puppet king but they already see you as a puppet king even when they all swore allegiance to you they're just like and that's the fucking guy that we're following because he's so easily led and he's he's a little bit of a child he's so caught up on winning a race that he's not thinking about long term uh how this affects if there's spies around so on and so forth he put all of his faith in godwin and didn't even think to try with anyone else so yeah his his ability to be utilized as unimportant despite what he represents is exactly the reason why he meets the fate that he meets because it's like why can't you just temper yourself as soon as they go out for a ride he's like i hate my situation i don't like it whatsoever uh this fork beard he's too much how is he too much he hasn't done anything other than say you insolent little pup you keep being called a child but then you keep throwing tantrums like a two-year-old that's what happens you don't have the experience you're not out in the yard trying to build like vikings what say whatever you want about them they definitely talked exactly what they could back the fuck up and edmund's a whole bunch of talking and not a lot of backing up other than what he represents uh, so he godwin lets him believe that you know hey there is a, a people out there that are willing to back you and so they had that little bit of meeting where he gets everyone to pledge their loyalty but before that something that edmund is not aware of is the fact that he brought in siegfurth siegfurth who once was denied by fork because he said you can hold on to that because he and he could have fucked him over at that moment like you know you was too much for even asking that but fine you want to ask it i'm just letting you know you're going to pay taxes just like everyone else uh it's a universal tax so everybody's paying the same so it's not like you're paying more uh, not only that hold on to that because it's a relic of the past <laughs> and then he automatically goes to to edmund to try to overturn Forkbeard, which is a problem because that's exactly what the issue could be if you have another king there and i think that canute would have had the he even said he's like look i may not be my son uh but 
he and I do share something clearly he left me in charge he wouldn't have done that if we didn't like i raised this boy okay whatever we see things that are not the same idea eye to eye we are from the same cloth i think that's something to reference with leif as where uh with his father as well but he uh he kills that man right and i don't know why he thought he wasn't gonna be killed because he even mentioned earlier i can kill you right here <laughs> or maybe you said that to edmund but yeah he kills him right in front of godwin and he puts the knife to godwin's throat and he's like i can't have someone my they said you canoe says you're trustworthy but i can't have someone so low working for me so now you're the new earl of wessex congratulations you just came up by being loyal and that's what they're trying to say look loyalty is going to get you somewhere being disloyal is not going to get you anywhere but there is also playing the game the power game and i feel like godwin is going to put an ear in everyone's ear until he sees the shifting of alliances and as much as you want maybe to <laughs> to say oh that's bad of him to do that is the nature of the game court life everyone is moving many parts once you get into politics a party was already tainted uh, no matter how much good you try to do going forth when you when you want power when you want privilege when you want that life you're going to have to play in that life and play that game and if you're not willing to play then don't don't get on the chessboard so uh yeah after that he betrays betrays little edmund because they go off on a race and he set it up perfectly got the nobles to witness him fall off his horse they didn't see the rope that was there causing his horse to trip Edmund's already injured uh maybe not life altering this has also killed Midia King and he removes the rope puts it on there he's like you he's like why I have the support of the nobles like why do you think I'm useless it's like no I'm getting what I look look at how I'm being treated by the people here these nobles that you love so much and look how the other vikings which i've done very little for have already i've come up with so yeah he's putting his lot in and i feel like he's always kind of put his lot in halfway with the vikings and this is him fully committing to that in that moment by killing edmund being like no there was also that moment when sigfirth i keep going back and forth my apologies up you know appeal to him and the first thing edmund said he was sitting there like a little baby in his in his chair in his high chair just all blase i'm not paying attention oh i don't want to do this i don't be here until someone addresses him and then he's like oh wait hold on did i see you when i tried to attack the vikings on the bridge did i did i see Sigfer? oh you were not available then well i'm not available to you <laughs> That was my favorite Edmund scene. Get shit on! Get shit on! Get shit on! So Edwin stabs him in the heart, is there to comfort him in his last moments. Like, I promise you, it's not gonna. I mean, because to him, it's not business, it's per, or it's not personal, it's business. That's what he's even, you know, at the time, didn't even dress him as Edmund. He still said, Your Highness, you know, I promise you, this won't hurt very much. I'm not gonna let you suffer. Boom he's dead within 90 seconds and all of the nobles witness it 
he even i love the part he's trying to speak hold on and you know his ass can't speak because his body's filling up with blood in his lungs and then he dies and then they go and tell Forkbeard, who looks like this feels suspicious as fuck but also i don't mind it the only person that seems very upset about this is emma because earlier she had went to his room it's nice to see emma as a parent too because there are a lot of ladies that just never raise their children queens and shit they're like yeah my child is being raised in a different country and i'll see them when they're 13 (laughs) i'll visit in between it seems that she has a genuine love for her children uh it seems like her and geetha are getting on pretty well and that's when both godwin and edmund show up and he gives her the the same necklace that his father gave his mother as you know your your representation of england itself so he's putting in it good with her and that kind of made her angry that this boy was taken off the chessboard uh and he really wasn't that much of a threat but he was and i don't see how she couldn't have thought that but may i think maybe she just felt a little personally like what the fuck did y'all kill him and didn't tell me uh but it turns out when she goes and inspects the body a little bit later which i'm really it was giving me too much that everyone else would be dressed in the body and wouldn't have noticed this other wound right here and she happens to touch it and realize oh there's this wound that that nobody can explain and i'm just gonna automatically assume that yeah that it was giving her too much with that one uh so then she brings in godwin summons him with fork beard starts to put out her suspicions about what he has done uh fork bear dismisses him and says look if it did happen i'm not about to be mad at him if you think i'm about to punish his ass but what she is most concerned about is the fact that look i can balance my husband's interests as well as my own interests i came here as a 15 year old girl and i am wealthy in my own right i have what i have because of my wits don't dumb me down which is uh a continuation of them filling each other out from the first visit where he visited her and said look i don't trust you and i don't know if you have the confidence to be able to do what is necessary um because my mom was a cook and i never understood how she could put all this shit on the fire and still make perfection when it got to the table it's so much uh multitasking and i wanted to say but this is actually what men actually what men thought back there like shit multitasking is what a woman was born on this earth to do <laughs> if a woman didn't multitask half y'all motherfuckers wouldn't be here but it's also a him saying look we come from good stock I, his mother was someone of whom i respected had a lot of respect for with all she was able to do and accomplish even though they you know discussed it just in cooking it was so much more than that and she definitely steps up in that moment like don't get it twisted <laughs> if this is what you had i just need to be in the loop and then we have a uh, lady uh and now i know where she's from that is that's a uh, oh the weirdo from walking dead uh what was her name i knew it for the longest and now i forgot it again but yeah she's the one who's trying to get all up rick queen athel big queen athel with i don't know her name but she shows up with her kids 
and Forkbeard's like look you can sit on the queen throne all you want to but you and my husband you and Canute was hand fasted so technically you should have kept your ass in Norway in the lap of luxury where your shit was legal because <laughs> he can marry Emma and the kids are bastards won't you tell him that sure I sure will tell him that but she makes it clear that she has hidden Canute's fleet uh and requires that that uh emma be sent away as queen because she wants to take her spot they have a quick tete a tete where she tells her look if some if a wolf is why is uh is warming themselves by the fire walking around your house you should know they're coming to eat you and basically i'm not gonna allow you to have this place of power and she goes right to Forkbeard, and she's like look i love canute because his ability to trust me as a person and what he did for my sons and he did it without anything expecting in return he did it because that's just who he is that's he don't cross that line that was also the one of the things that you loved about ragnar it's like yeah when it came to kids no nah, i ain't crossing that line so i think that her in this moment being like look i can help you i know this island more than anything he's like i have and he's trying to work on it too he's like i have hours before i have to answer for this i need this fleet to send to my son i need to locate it she says let me help you you know you gotta let me in you gotta trust me the way canute first saw and trusted me and that's kind of where they leave that conversation um because she says i'm gonna send that that fleet to olaf and help him with his conquest of norway so it's some really shitty things to do and considering that this could go completely wrong and you could lose your life over it i'm not sure why she like i get what she was trying to put out there but i think that olaf is not the best person that i would have in my corner but this is the only way she feels she can hold on to her power but sometimes you just gotta let power go but that's that's not what she wants she wants her place and i can't really blame her though if i was your wife and then all of a sudden you're just like yeah you're not my wife anymore (laughs) i guess i would be trying to fight for my my children's future as well and this is the only way that you can do it so i guess i just don't like her face uh jadis that's her name i knew it was gonna come to me i don't like this actress whatsoever (laughs) i didn't like her in walking dead i don't like her in here she just comes off as a smug wannabe and i'm like yeah get the fuck out of here it wasn't even your idea (laughs) you're a puppet and i don't like puppets and i think that is pretty much is her is emma and godwin gonna continue have a problem because i actually like godwin is as duplicitous as he is because he even went up to queen egoef or whatever her name is and was like hey so you're the queen oh it's nice to be addressed as the queen he's like yeah i am on the wrong side of emma so let me get on the right side of egoef <laughs> if this is how things are chopping up to be but i would not i wouldn't rule emma out at all because she says i need to repay that debt and i think she's gonna do what she needs to and this is only this feels like a temporary type of thing it's like yeah i have the fleet i have it hidden but until i mean as soon as it's discovered you've lost your leverage so 
it's very lightweight leverage as it is and i'm pretty sure that is all of my thoughts on this episode i'm sure if we have any additionals we'll we'll hear it in the feedback and i think that's the perfect segue to go ahead and jump into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Valhalla, Vikings Valhalla, episode 7 of season 1. Well, I, we see in this one that um, every all the players are getting in place um, for the final showdown, which is coming, I'm guessing, in the finale now. I thought we'd get more um, action, a little bit more action, more build-up action build up um to the finale but we definitely got players you know chess pieces being put in place for this whatever this finale is going to look like this war with um Kattegat. um so that's going to be that's going to be interesting because wow it, it's like you know we have we see Olaf not only you know getting queen Alf Fifu, Alfifu, whatever her name is, on her on his side with the, the fleet, with Canute's fleet. Um, but also now he's um, got Corey, Corey, the berserker guy, <clears throat> got him joining his forces with him as well. And we see that Corey is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, um, so he's definitely um, is straddling. <laughs> Straddling the fence there when it comes to uh, his mental health, um, but yeah, he's but I mean he's got an army. You said it in your last podcast. He's got himself an army. He's got himself some believers that are willing to follow him to the ends of the earth. So it is what it is at this point. In regards to that, we see Canute's dad, Forkbeard, um, showing up and for I guess to hold down the fort while Canute is gone to hold his interest for him um so that was not expected and so again another player and we see Alfifu um Queen Alfifu come to England to quote-unquote claim her throne uh so she's got you know I will say you know Canute's got some some women that are <laughs> are not afraid to put their hands get their hands dirty um in this whole thing so they're not the timid and sit in the you know be in your place type women um so i thought that was interesting <clears throat> we see her and emma's little showdown um in the dining area so that's going to be interesting how that all works out uh then we got Godwin who's you know the Mr. I don't want anything. I just want mhm. Yeah, we see him uh moving his chess pieces, murdering Edmund, um being made the Earl the Earl of Wessex. I'm like, I don't know why these people be trying these Viking kings. Y'all know better than to be talking out of turn. Did you remember what happened to the other dude from the other episode 
when he was uh, <laughs> saying, you know, talking crap about Canute. Yeah, he ended up with a rope around his neck. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say what I'm going to say without being in your presence. <laughs> so anywho, well, again, we see the the fruits of his labor uh, in a.k.a. R.I.P. Godwin is slick, I will say, and I'm really curious um, about what his end game is because he's definitely, you know, moving up the ladder in a very sneaky and very methodical kind of way. So, yes, his end game is very interesting to me. He obviously predict, you know, Edmund being the predictable king boy, as we would like to call him. Uh, knew that he would want to race after the little meeting with the nobleman, and so he set he set Emin up good. Uh, I mean he, I mean it's not hard. Like and nobody was taking him seriously. Nobody was, nobody was really thinking he was about much. He was more like a like a figurehead more than an actual king. But the chess match continues with. Everyone again getting prepared for this battle. Leaf and Liv, they go and check out um, Corey's and the Corey Berserker guy and see that Olaf would had joined forces with him. Came back to report that. Then we have Harold and <clears throat> Freitas um, having their discussion about. And I see. I think you talked about this, Christina, in your last podcast, or was it Mimi? But I, I, we can see the beginnings of what Harold wants to do. He, I mean, he wants to unite, you know, pretty much another Kattegat, but on a larger scale. Um, so we see where his mindset is, and that's definitely not going to be a thing with Olaf in charge. We see everybody getting it on, but Le- Le- Leif, Leif, Leif and Liv, they're the only ones. He's like, you know, giving, talking about his undying love. And I thought that was cute. I did think their scene was cute. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm being a little bit uh, selfish by wanting to see uh, Leaf uh, <laughs> in his birthday suit. But anyways, but yes, um, I love what he's, so now I'm thinking Liv is going to die because of that scene i'm like i knew like i said in my last feedback i knew something bad is gonna happen and then with him talking about how he calm she calms him and how i'm like oh god why why am i getting this scene i mean it was so cute and precious but at the same time it's like oh that is so sweet i mean reminds me of a little baron iris like you ground me you keep me from going crazy I'm I'm able to uh, stay with it with when you're around, and I'm like, oh no, stop it. So I don't know. I mean, I hope I'm wrong because we ain't really get to see their relationship really. It's just a few scenes, and then uh, anyway, I don't want to think about it. So I'm hoping that that little doom and gloom talk wasn't really doom and gloom. <laughs> Just feel like we're building up to it. Um, him, him being a doing going to berserker status, but we shall see. 
And I love Freitas when she's talking about, you know, she's such a badass. And she's talking about, I don't need you to protect me. I'm like, yeah, dude. Did you not see her the other day um, fighting? <laughs> you know, being one of the, ugh, I forget the name, swords, swords women. I don't even know. Shield woman, shield person. Um, but Mimi cracked me up. when <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, yeah. I mean, we have to suspend our our beliefs sometimes when we watch these shows because yeah i mean if the leader of the sword people if you're you know she's i mean it's been a few months i think christina was saying it i mean she's been training with them for a few months while leaf lead left and harold got there but yeah i mean i come on yeah that was i just i just went with it <laughs> I don't know. My focus, I guess a lot of my focus is just on this next episode. I really want to know how this is all going to unfold. I felt like we've been building to this for a couple of episodes now, to this finale. With, again, like I said, getting all the players in place and um, getting all the alliances in place. We didn't get to see Canute in this one, which I was surprised about. Um, he's off. I even know. I still don't understand what he's off doing. Um, so... Maybe you can explain that, Christina. Maybe I missed it. I mean, I know he's all fighting somewhere, but, like, why? Um, not quite understanding that. Especially after just taking over England and so much other stuff is going on. But, anyways, I don't know. Seems like shit is hitting the fan and he's out somewhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Let me see what else. Did I miss something? Some last minute something that I want to add? Well, I hope we get some more alliances because it's not we have too much of anything. And then we have um, um, Hernan Hawken sending that dude off somewhere um, to send a message. So I don't know. Um, but again, I'm ready. I'm not ready, but I am ready to see what this finale is about. Um, so I know we're going to get some people dying. I just I don't know. The show is, I don't know. I have no idea. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So uh, as far as, um, as far as, what was the question you had asked? I already forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is uh, Canute doing? So yeah, um, Olaf is making waves in Norway. Uh unlike say england things are still a little split between pagan and non-pagan so you're gonna and it doesn't matter really when you have a large empire it's always fighting there's always someone who's rebelling that doesn't like these taxes i mean this is not a time where people were like living in peace and if it was it was for maybe a couple of years they're constantly fighting but you think about that culture of vikings right they're all trying to be warriors getting to valhalla which reminded me i forgot about the rna conversation with leif because he's like look i'm in a predicament now that i'm sober i you killed my father i feel like i need to protect his honor but at the same time i really don't have any personal beef with you and i know rationally that you were defending yourself so i i'm stuck i don't know what to like he breaks it down to him and he even sits down he, he even smirks at him it's like yeah i i just 
like I have I feel honor bound to defend my father and his his honor but it was a clean he even says you know I defended myself how about this if I I've only heard of things about Odin and Bahala and if I was looking the all father in the eye I'd want to address him as a warrior and not at and kind of get needs you needs people just like you um and you you shouldn't have to to live your life with the stain of your what your father did and i i like that because it does kind of talk a little bit to Leif. and you know i'm not gonna go out and be what my father was and i think he's gonna continue to have that which makes me think that we're gonna see eric the red in the show <laughs> uh which would be amazing i would love that uh what else um yeah that's pretty much to answer that question as far as you know why are they fighting he's fighting the vans because people always trying to start shit look at olaf he's starting shit everybody wants their power they want what they want and it's a never-ending game you're constantly going somewhere the more you have the more problems you're going to have and like his father was pointing out like he's like look he's he's got iceland he's got uh norway he's got england there was another one he mentioned sweden i believe all of that area that's a large area with a lot of different competing ideas so yeah he's always going to be in warfare somewhere and he's gonna have to leave people that he trusts behind which is why it's very important that your people is your people um there was something else you mentioned and i was thinking about it and now i it's it's so out of my brain right now (laughs) oh we were talking about the chess thing about godwin about how he just be out there yeah godwin the name itself he's a kingmaker uh, if you follow Godwin, I couldn't figure out which Godwin this was, but I like that they're taking it from this character perspective and they're making him the the kingmaker uh, in this perspective of what his future generations, they're always close to the king. <laughs> and uh, it sometimes goes well for them and sometimes doesn't go so well for them depending on the climate. So yeah, I I really truly like what he's doing just because it is something that (laughs) is what you do when you're trying to like there's no one that's not playing this game he's just getting good at it he's getting real good at it uh so yeah i I find it interesting when he's on the screen because i don't know who he's gonna back and i will say i am missing everything that has led up but i do i get what you mean by that everything does seem to be put in place for this final battle but i think it's been a good exploration of the politics and just what i mean it's a good set piece right and i think next year when they you know now that we're finally getting a little bit more lenient on the COVID restrictions that they'll be able to really bring those battles in but that's the thing vikings were not always they were not battlers not prolifically yes there were those in the army more than anyone else no more than anyone else but primarily most of the citizens just wanted to farm (laughs) they just wanted to do better for themselves so you always have that the majority of people and then those that one percent 
of the ones that can do something uh i i r.i.p for edmund just because i really did think that he wanted to in some ways be better and i felt like he was uh he was bound to what he wanted bound to what he what he felt was important you know to keep england but unfortunately it didn't unfortunately it didn't go his way because he's not the smartest person in the room i'm also sad for the finale just because i don't other than i'm pretty sure Liv's gonna die i don't know what's gonna happen and that leads us to our last bit of feedback for this episode so let's hear what queen mimi has to say what up Stina? it's mimi sorry i am trying to to get my thoughts together i i feel like this episode broke me like it just was like one kind of extreme emotion to the next and it's just i just couldn't get a, a handle on shit like what the fuck's going on <laughs> seriously like tell me what is going on first i just want to ask a question because you saw the first uh vikings and you watch you're watching this now darren was in the room being his raggedy ass self as usual and he was like i can just tell from the first five minutes that this one isn't as good as the original vikings and i was like i don't think that they're supposed to be the same they're on different networks um he was like this is like a watered down version i was like okay i know vikings is good like he's been telling me to watch it for forever it's just like i told you I couldn't watch it because I started watching the first uh, season and it stopped being free. And I'm not about to pay $3 an episode for a show that got six seasons. Like, that's fucking stupid. Um, But now that it's, like, on, now I just got to find time to get my life together and, like, start watching it. There's so many things going on. I'll probably end up watching it in the summer when there's nothing new, no new shows coming on. Like, I don't even watch TV that much. Um, There's some shows that you record for that I don't have enough time to watch. And I'm so far behind at this point, there's no way I'm going to catch up. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. I think he he just always gets mad when I don't watch a show when he suggests it. But you suggest a show and I'll watch it. And I'm like, there's no motivation to watch a show I've never seen, even if I've heard it's good, unless, you know, you're recording on it because then I'll, I'll have an outlet to talk about it because if you not watching a show live and you're watching it because someone else watched it you don't want to sit there and watch it with them because you 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 could tell how they're going to react to it so like whatever he's just he gets up on earth with that but anyway I want your opinion you tell me I know you said they don't show as much like of the like brutality like it's like not as graphic um and I I don't know why Netflix wouldn't do it if they did it on it. Wasn't it on the History Channel, the other Vikings? I don't know. Anyway, so just that's what I wanted to tell you. Just tell me if it's better. I know it's different, but is it better? Anyway, so the first thing I need to talk about, because I need to get this off my chest, because the first scene we see is how Harold is all in love with um, Freitas talking about some I love you and I had I'm not even gonna lie I didn't think she was gonna say it because I I thought she was gonna be like saying something like okay or like the Vikings equivalent to an okay or that's great (laughs) but it sounded like she 
reciprocate reciprocated the feelings she just didn't say i love you too till later on but they were fucking caking it up being all sweet cuddled up in love or whatever and then the last scene we see is harold leaving and meeting up with olaf and olaf saying the prodigal brother arrives or some something to that effect something like that and harold has this like evil smile and it wasn't the smile of someone who is i'm gonna i'm about to do this because i need to i need to protect the love of my life he seemed like he was in on a plan and it's coming to fruition and that shit broke me i was like are you fucking kidding me are you kidding me are you fucking kidding me i if i have time today i'm gonna watch this final episode because i legit need to know what the fuck is going on because i cannot believe this i swear to you harold seemed like he was not only in love with freitas but in love with life too like you gonna be my brother this about to be my wife and i'm we about to live in harmony for for all eternity like type of thing like i never understood how it was gonna work with freitas being a pagan and harold being a christian but he seemed like he was about to make it work like they were gonna turn uh norway into Cadigan and he was gonna be a christian king and she was gonna be a pagan queen and they were gonna unite everybody and i was like okay that seems like a a, a, a solid plan i don't know that it's gonna work but you got a plan and that's what's important not the best plan i don't know how you guys are gonna work this out but i like it and then he goes and ruins my entire existence by betraying not only Cadigan but Freitas after he told her he loved her and I don't think he was lying I probably he probably didn't expect that feeling to come but it didn't change how he reacted now I don't know if we're supposed to think that he is gonna betray Olaf but that smile he did at the end it makes me think that he's not I think he is so power hungry that he would risk it all for control and you're not gonna tell me Olaf ain't don't know that Karen I know his name isn't Karen (laughs) but I keep calling him Karen because he's acting like a Karen um Karen Karen I think it's Karen you're not gonna tell me that Olaf don't know he crazy because he was like who are you talking to and he was like don't listen to him he's just gonna fill your head up with lies and he's like pointing to the crate and I'm like I know this man ain't got no damn human being in that crate and I'm thinking oh man he got does he have one of those those pagan kids that were at the the sacred land like I'm like my mind is just racing and this motherfucker is talking to nobody there is air in that fucking box this motherfucker's crazy and Olaf was looking at him like oh hell no this motherfucker's a loony and he knows it but he is so hell-bent on being in control and winning and destroying Kattegat that it, he was like yeah that's fine you can have a church I don't know that Olaf is gonna stick to his word because this man is crazy I don't think he would have if if Karen if Karen wasn't cuckoo for cocoa puffs he probably would stick to his word but i don't think he's gonna do anything for this man he's probably gonna end up killing him at the end which is probably what his crazy ass deserves but um and if he kills him then he don't have to worry about backing up on his word because i killed you so now there's nobody to prove that you we came up with this agreement it was just me and you and now it's just me so i think that's what's gonna happen with olaf but i also don't understand what 
what uh Harold's gonna get out of this because he him and his brother can't rule together like that's not a possibility so what did Olaf promise Harold that makes him betray betray uh Kattegat and um Earl Aiken Haken and more importantly Leif and Freitas like what the fuck like how I don't this is why I've been thinking of uh, trying to think before I record because I knew I was just gonna go rambling on about this because I'm just straight up fucking bamboozled I can't understand what the fuck Harold's thinking um the other thing just really quickly was like that guy who's gonna go to Odin and tell him that they need help that was cold for you gonna kill yourself and sacrifice yourself right am I wrong that's how I took it the guy was like I'm willing to go down there like you can't go to the underworld and come back right that's not something people do and I know Odin wasn't he one of the guys um I'm, I'm assuming that's what that means so that's interesting I see um Freitas didn't um volunteer for that <laughs> so it makes me think that it's not something you can come back from I I don't judge people's religions I try not to like I don't want to be one of those people that say oh this is that this is that is wrong like there's some things that I will never be okay with and I don't even honestly want to know like that people do but I I'm not a religious person and I I don't feel like I will ever be so it's not my place to judge like I said there's some things that like sacrificing a child that I will never get behind that's why I don't want to know about it (laughs) but I try not to judge people just just in general you know everybody has their demons everybody has things that they are trying to overcome people make really fucked up life choices and if you're trying to do better that's all I can ask of you um so we just I'm gonna let them have that if he wants to sacrifice himself that's his his prerogative he wasn't forced they he she asked and he offered so that's that um the one thing I was disappointed in was fucking Leif and uh Liz like he straight up said I could be my dad if it wasn't for you and he didn't even fuck her like I would if I'm telling you if, if I was Liz and he said that to me being around you makes me a better person which I don't believe I I I think he believes that that's true but I don't think so because we even look at Liz wasn't around him when she was looking at him when he told the guy like I I don't want to kill you we need you here in Connecticut defending it you're a good fighter um and you shouldn't be sitting here defending the honor of your dad when he was a shitty ass person like she wasn't around him but he did he could have easily just fucking killed the guy real quick and moved on but he pled his case and he was like look your dad deserved what he got I was defending myself and I killed him he was not a good person you're better than him and you don't have to you don't have to do that just because that's the way we're taught or whatever like Liz wasn't even around him and he 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 told that guy that so I don't believe that that she like I think he believes it (laughs) maybe him thinking about her makes him a better person being in love with her makes him a better person but I don't think her being around him makes him a better person because she wasn't around him for all of those things and still he made good choices but I will say this 
if Leaf would have told, if Leif would have told me that, my panties would have flew all the way off. And I wouldn't need him to make a move because I would have been all on it. We are literally in the woods with a fire underneath, uh, like a, a little tent. And you just told me the sweetest shit I ever heard. And I like you. No, you're not going to tell me Liz love that man. And I love you anyway. Shit. You, I don't need you to make a move, sir. Cause I'm a, we is a, we's about to get down, especially if we could die soon. I'm mad we didn't see that. And I'm mad he like confessed his love to her and basically said you were my everything. And we didn't get no sex scene with, with Lace Finance. Like seriously, what the hell writers? And now they about to go to war. So we're not going to see that then either. Unless it happens at the beginning. I'm okay with that. I'll give them another chance. But I was expecting shit to go down. And it didn't. And I was pretty sad. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, um, <laughs> I am not going to remember her name. I, I just, every time I see her, I think of her as a trash lady from The Walking Dead. It was, it's something, she has too many fucking vowels in her name. Too many weave letters together. Like, Al, Alfred, Queen Alfred, whatever, the Viking lady from, um, that's Canute's wife. The fact that he just married, uh, Emma (laughs) that's funny and I guess it's a loophole because he wasn't like they were pagans and he wasn't a Christian or something like that so it's a loophole to why he can marry her um Emma but the way I mean I'm not gonna lie that plan they came up with her and uh Olaf was pretty dope it's very clever and uh the Knut's dad when I heard his name, I was like, that motherfucker is a savage. Y'all better hold your fucking balls because he's about to break them. <laughs> I knew shit was going to happen and I knew he was going to be as boss as he was because I could just tell by his fork beard, the way he looked and his name. Motherfuckers don't get names like that unless they're savages. Um, I liked him surprisingly. Um, he was, even though he was a fucking savage when he was around his grandkids, he was so sweet. <laughs> and, um, the way he, uh, the way that, um, he, uh, talked to Emma, like he wasn't disrespectful, but he was like, basically like, I don't know. I can't trust my son. He has shitty ass decisions. And, um, I mean, he knows his son. So I, I feel like he would have a right to act like to feel that way. But we know Emma's a box bitch and she's going to do what she needs to do. But I really was like, I like, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I teared up at, at Edwin's King Edwin Edmund's death because I wasn't expecting it. I knew him like trying to do one of the, what do they call it? A coup or whatever. Wasn't going to work out in his favor. I thought he was going to at least die in battle. He died in a really dirty way and i i told you i never liked dude i still refuse to learn his name i don't even care i i never wrote it down i never memorized it because i fucking cannot stand him he's a snake he tries to pretend like what his dad his dad was so dishonorable his dad was shady but he ain't no better just because you do your dirt different don't make you any different than your dad your dad stole from the king which was fucked up but you just playing chess with everybody around you so they don't know except emma because she because she see you that's why y'all never got along it's because she fucking know you and the fact that he was with the queen uh Knut's wife the other one the one from uh norway lets me know he's still planning stuff he can't be trusted and i knew that from jump um 
the way he even never even tried to talk uh king edmund down when he was on that bridge getting played by fucking king canute like you had to have known some shit was gonna go down you couldn't have thought this wasn't a plan and he still let he didn't say anything and it 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 boggles my mind (laughs) um i i don't think he was playing the game i feel like he was like plotting you know if this happens like like let me take my chances i might die but if i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna get my comeuppings because he's already now he's a what isn't he a they gave him success whatever that whatever he made him um so i don't know i need to stop talking because i've been rambling for a very very long time just like i knew i would so i'll end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode so definitely not feeling or not trusting uh trusting godwin i think that's smart though um i think that's why i like godwin because it's it is about loyalty but it's not like the tides don't change and you need to be someone that is flexible you know i'm loyal until i need to be disloyal i don't think that's the that to me that's yeah it is you're correct he's untrustworthy but he's also out for his own particular like he's coming from a place where he's already been dishonored his family name is dishonored he's not respected where he is the vikings are the only people thus far that can help him rebuild that type of reputation that he wants that honor back right honor is very big to people back then um so i think for him he's always had one foot into the vikings and then once he gets into the vikings it's like they have the same type of issues they have infighting and thus you need to figure out how to navigate that world that's a survivor (laughs) and i think that's why i have the the aptitude to admire uh even his shadiness because he's he's someone who is underestimated but he's surviving he's not doing it on anything other than his own wits and his own ability to be able to do what others can't he's like okay you want me to do something like i don't what he's saying when he says i don't want nothing the same thing shy says is i don't need handouts i will earn my keep i will earn what i get i don't need you to give me something for as a reward for something no i want to prove i want to be the man in the room i want to be making decisions based on the fact that i make good decisions and i can do what i promise to do he actually reminds me a lot of harold like even though they're different people because they are in different worlds the vikings they do that is their might like the vikings can fight they can do that versus most of the people in england what you have is your own wits and wits alone and your maneuverability to ingratiate and make yourself indispensable to people so that you can call on favors you can do that that's how that works and the fact that he started from the bottom and now here uh, with the earldom that to me is someone who is is playing his cards right yes Edmund you are the king yes I have an honor to you but now I have two kings and one is treating me 10 times better than the other one (laughs) the other one I can just literally look over and you're in the mindset of let's go back to racing because it's more important for you to win than it is for important for you to consider after making this huge fucking decision to go against the Vikings to not play kid games 
and be so focused on that instead of what you need to do so he kind of let some people fall into their own trap but he also tried to tell the king last episode he said i wouldn't and then the first thing he does as soon as canute's gone oop it's time to do it i don't blame edmund like i said in the episode you, you're going to be in your own self-interest that's just how it is and he's impatient he doesn't he doesn't have that maturity necessary to be able to be anything other than a puppet and he was going to be canute's puppet and he didn't like being on canute's uh leash but he, he off of his leash he, he's dead so i mean that's just it is what it is i just don't have that same amount of uh i ain't hating on him for it i just ain't i don't even know if you're hating on him for it you're just pointing it out and i'm pointing it out in a less like shit i kind of admire that shit because it's the world that you live in right i'm not talking about in 2022 where things and and loyalty is a big deal and friendship nah not friends friends as long as you can be counted on as a friend many of you ain't been counted as a friend you ain't a friend uh we are gonna watch vikings this summer so just prepare yourself now to answer your question honestly and transparently yes (laughs) the original vikings is way better i don't think it's enough to be angry that one would be watching this version before that version if anything what's probably going to happen is a lot of people who didn't watch that version is going to get out of this version and be like well let me check out that old version so if anything Derek should be happy because this has uh has propelled you to to open your mind to this idea okay oh maybe I will like this other Vikings but also it can't be judged the same way Michael Hurst never knew he was getting renewed for the next season. So he wrote his story in this like rushed way where he got to all of the parts, right? There was not a lot to just be uh, in limbo. So he, every season had no idea at the end of the season if he was going to get another season. So he wrote it like, if this is all I'm going to get out, this is all I'm going to get out. And he had the benefit of getting some of the best Viking type, people that have now moved on to other shows like the last kingdom i don't watch that like every viking show is not the same either i mean you it, it's all about the personas that you fall in love with it's it depends on what you're drawn in for and the thing about michael Hurst is he had um travis Fimmel as fucking ragnar lothbrook and you're not gonna duplicate travis Fimmel. and you could tell the minute he left that show half of the air went out of it so when you have something when you're you're focusing also on this one true pinpoint of a character this is more of an opening of the world versus that vikings was very very focused on the ragnar lothbrook tale and not much else so you got to continually follow that focal point for good bad and they really played up until the last season ragnar is a a, a fairly fantastical person he was everything that you needed him to be even around all the things that were terrible um so i don't know if it's a a a fair comparison this is more of an exploration of what came after that and after that wasn't the same thing (laughs) it wasn't even different times a hundred years later like if you would have talked about christianity and cadigate a hundred years during viking they would have killed you they would have killed you uh so yeah yeah 
that's what you're dealing with you're dealing with two different eras in the viking era and you cannot compare the two because they were different one became far more political uh than say viking where it was more about survival when ragnar was rolling out to england they didn't have a colony there he paved the way for all this political maneuvering that's currently going on uh i don't think that harold Ch- <laughs> I, I i get what you mean by that little look but i really don't think i'm just thinking about the bigger picture when's the last time olaf saw his brother oh yeah when i betrayed you to canute and then i uh left on a boat with leif i didn't even roll back with you when did we have a conversation where we were planning some shit uh he said what his plans are i don't not believe him i think that he thinks that he needs like he was trying to do earlier with uh with freitas where she's like um i promise you justice she's i get my own fucking justice he feels to prove his manhood he needs to do something so this is what he's trying to do let me go in my brother's camp because he'll welcome me and i think his brother welcomed him because he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing because you don't be and i think he's looking for the opportunity to fuck him over which is why he welcomes him versus saying i know what you up to you've been in cadigan since we got here bitch please <laughs> i don't know, for five seconds think he just switched ties and this was all a plan nope 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 the the story doesn't tell me that because when did it happen you'd have to do a lot of contrived bullshit to make me believe that's exactly what was going on so it has to be no he thinks he's playing his brother his brother's know he's being played he's gonna play him because Cadigan is a really hard place to take you can't just take it and he the fact that he needed Corey to begin with to take it tells you that he needs more Olaf is totally using Harold. Harold's gonna find out too late because he was trying to do this being, you know, the man on the the shining what knight on the shining armor. And it's probably not gonna go so well. Because he's not putting his faith in his girl and allowing her to not need him. That's part of something I think that he's gonna have to learn. And yeah, uh oh, the other last thing about why the marriage is invalid, because it was pagan and they were hand fasted so in the eyes of god and the law that's not a legal marriage a legal marriage is one done by a priest which is why he summoned said priest the exchange of ring because she showed her ring the difference between the viking ring and and the, the the other christian ring but yeah i i feel that um i understand where egoith is coming from she don't want to lose her spot but it's already taken boo it's already taken you you're gonna play your cards just know that but i can't give her credit because it wasn't her plan it was olaf's so i don't respect people who can't come up if it was her own plan i'd have a lot more respect for it and that is going to conclude our episode of vikings this week if you want to send feedback for the finale blackercouch.gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well and remember to like share and subscribe Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.